more now than ever. Patients need to be confident and prepared for their interactions with their doctors. Knowing how to handle situations or even the right questions to ask will help you take control of your health and could even save your life. And nobody knows that better than today's guest, Christy Van Horn. Christy is the CEO and founder of CVH Consulting, a public health consulting firm that focuses on program and curriculum development, facilitation, and training. Christy recently launched How to Talk to Your Doctor, a program that focuses on health literacy and inspires and educates people to be more active participants in their health care. You're listening to the Omemba Health Academy podcast, an educational podcast that highlights health and public health related issues and showcases health initiatives happening around the globe. I am your host, Quisha Omemba, CEO and founder of Omemba Health and Omemba Health Academy. Class is now in session. Christy Van Horn, welcome to the Omemba Health Academy podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and honored to be on the podcast with you today. Well, that makes two of us. I have been waiting for this interview and conversation all week long. I have just introduced you a little bit in the introduction. So the listeners are hopefully as excited as I am to talk to you about something that's so important. And this is a new project you've recently started called How to Talk to Your Doctor. So my first question to you today is how did you get started doing this work and what is the inspiration behind this particular project? So I'm actually going to start with what brought me into public health, which was a long time ago. <laughs> it feels like a long time ago at this point in my in my life and my career. But my public health journey actually started as a Peace Corps volunteer in rural South Africa. And the reason I start with this this story and, and experience is because, well, a few things. First of all, when I went into the Peace Corps, I really had no concept of public health. But also, it really opened my eyes to so many things that I'm working on today. And that's race and racism and health disparities and the impact that the lack of access to health care can have on individuals and communities. And the importance of people having accurate information about health conditions. So this is really the driving force behind everything I've done in my you know 15 plus years of working in health education. Uh, but just to give a quick example, you know, when I arrived in my rural village in South Africa, the local nurse was telling people that sweat uh, transmitted HIV. And it took time to earn the trust of my community. And it took, you know, time to provide that accurate information to health workers, including CHWs. But, but it did happen over time. And I learned so many lessons through that experience. So Fast forward <laughs> many years, I've worked, as I just mentioned, you know, quite a while in women's health, in chronic disease management, but the common thread throughout my career has always been that health education and training piece. And as a part of my consulting business, about two years ago, I wanted to create a portfolio piece. And the portfolio piece was focused on health communication and, you know, helping people to facilitate conversations and feel more engaged in their health care. And what started as a portfolio piece 
quickly became a full curriculum and people started requesting it. They're like, no, this shouldn't just be a portfolio piece. You actually need to be providing these these workshops and this this information to people. So then just recently, I created a, a, a new website called How to Talk to Your Doctor. And currently it houses my workshop. I am starting, I've started a blog. And over time, there will be many more resources available on that site. So a little bit about how I've gotten to where I am today. Wow. Thank you for that. And so that's kind of how we came to to find each other in yes. the social media space. I'm following your um, both CHV Consulting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, as it's okay. Well as, um, the How to Talk to Your Doctor uh, Instagram pages as well. So first of all, you sound like so many public health professionals that, you know, start off doing work that's supposed to just be working and it ends up taking on its own kind of life yes. form and becoming a part of you. It sounds like it's always been a part of you since your time in that rural village in Africa. And, and this is just another part of your passion that's actually finally came to life, which I love. And I can definitely understand that as well. This is such a much needed service. But the question I have for you is, why do you think it's such a, a much sought after workshop? Why do people even need help being able to talk to their doctor in the first place? Oh, such a great and such a great question. And I think that a lot of people don't realize the power or or how to talk to their doctor, right? So some might look at this and including I, I love him. I don't think he'll be listening in on this podcast, so I can say this, including my my beloved father. You know, <laughs> I try to educate him about this. He's very stubborn. I understand, but what I really focus on through, I have a series of workshops, which I can talk about in a minute, but what I really focus on is pa- is patient activation. So it's not mm-hmm. even the word, you know, I think a lot of people think of patient activism, but it's activation. So it's activating your voice. It's being engaged with your doctor. So a lot of us in our society, we go to the doctor and we rely on the doctor to drive the conversation. We rely on the doctor to ask us questions about what is ever what's going on with us. And we have to, in my opinion, and it's professional opinion with <laughs> lots of research behind it, we have to we we really need a paradigm shift in our society. We need to start looking at ourselves as experts on our own bodies. And we have to start looking at doctors as partners in our care. So really focusing on the fact that the doctor needs us to help them understand what's going on with our bodies. And we don't look at medical care that way. A lot of people don't look at medical care that way. So what I do is I help people to feel more engaged, to feel more prepared. I teach people how to prepare for their appointments. There will be a blog post in the next couple months talking about, this is one example, how to set expectations and why it's so vital to set expectations for our appointments. I love that you said set expectations because, yes, you know, as a informed consumer, I'm a healthcare consumer, all healthcare consumers, right? Mm-hmm. They can hire and fire at will their primary provider or, you know, any provider. Bravo. And, and, you know, they work for you. It's not the other way around. They're there because, you know, either you're paying And so you want them the same way, you know, when you go get your taxes done, you go get your car washed. That individual works for you. If you're not happy with the service, if you're not happy with the care, the attention, the time, 
you don't have to continue to go to that doctor. And so I think it's very important, like you said, set those expectations, let them know on the first visit. You know, I always say, I think I said this in a previous podcast that, you know, I moved to Austin last year. I started with a new primary care doctor and she didn't even look me in my eye. And normally, mm-hmm. you know, that may happen from time to time, but as soon as I normally tell a doctor like, okay, I'm a nurse, Oh, they'll perk up because it's like, okay, well, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. And even after telling this, this doctor that it still didn't change her demeanor. I went to see her one time. That was the first and the only time because I, you work for me, not the other way around. Exactly. But how many people in our society don't, you know, they, it's, it's no one's fault either. I, I want to be so clear. Where do we learn this information? Where do we learn that we should have that expectation for a doctor? You know, it's, it's pretty typical in our society that the doctor is the authoritative figure. And there are just so many reasons uh, around that. And, but we have to start trusting ourselves and we have to trust our guts too. I know, you know, like if I go in, that gut reaction is like, ooh, you know, this just doesn't feel right. We have to trust ourselves and and know that we do have options and know that we can move on. So yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. We do. That's right. We do have options. There's something that that I, you wrote that I read that said, and I'm going to quote you here and I'll probably quote you on social media posts as well. <laughs> That's great. I truly believe giving people agency over their mm. own bodies and healthcare experiences is central to change. We have to trust people. We have to believe that people are capable of being their own best advocates. Yeah. And when I read that, I was like doing the finger snap, hey, that girl. <laughs> because, that, you know, and I get that, right? You know, I am a nurse, but I'm a public health professional. So I'm all about the patient. I'm an advocate for the patient. How do you get doctors and other healthcare providers to understand that? Because like you said, that's a paradigm shift. It is. I think that not all doctors are on my side, but I I think there are good doctors that are. Great success story. I'm very excited about this. I urge everyone to go and follow Girlology. It's on, they're on Instagram. But within the first day of me launching How to Talk to Your Doctor, I had a doctor reach out to me on Instagram and say, I think what you're doing is incredible. I would love to collaborate at some point. These are the docs that trust us as patients and understand that, you know, we have a voice and that that voice matters and that our experiences matter. So to that, I say that not all doctors, but the good doctors, the ones that, you know, we, we strive to see is, is patients. And there are, there are doctors out there. That's the other. So is a key piece to the workshops that I do. We actually start by focusing on positive experiences that we've had with doctors. It's very easy to be overwhelmed by the negative because we've had those experiences as well. But what I try to do is also remind people of those positive experiences and interactions they've had with a provider just to you know remind us that it's possible and to strive for that when we when we seek care. So yeah, I think I think it's a challenge, but there are I always throughout all of my work, actually my blog post it'll be releasing in just about a week. I talk about the pressures that doctors are under that we need to understand that it, you know they went into this profession for a reason and that there are many things stacked against them. And, 
you know, just making sure that we also have that perspective when we, when we go into the field and we go when we're seeking care. So it sounds like compassion and empathy is, is which are two things that I always say in order to understand one another and and, and our plights, especially with people that we don't readily identify with, it takes compassion and empathy. Exactly. So let me ask you, why are you bringing attention to this? Because you've got a a pretty successful consulting business. You could just do that and, and not really bring any attention to this particular matter. Why, why are you? Oh. So I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I took a deep breath after reading this question. I, my why is I have many reasons why I think for starters, uh, bias is a hot topic right now, right? In healthcare, in, in society overall. And I think that as a society and especially as a white woman, uh, we have so much work to do. So I feel like this is my role. This is my piece of that. Um, really making sure that we're centering people of color, black folks, LGBT community, immigrants, women, the disabled, we could go on and on, right? But I really feel like this is my calling at this time. I had no idea this was going to happen. I just started researching bias in healthcare. Primarily, I focus on the history of bias and the reason that so many people don't trust the medical system, which is a, a conversation for another day. What I, my focus is now is, is that trust piece and how we have to trust ourselves, how providers need to trust patients. And I just feel like I fell into this, but at the same time, as a white woman, it's also, you know, how can I not? We have to, we have to start somewhere. We have to start giving back and doing our part and just being better. Thank you, first of all, for acknowledging that, because I think that's the first step to healing relations and for facilitating conversations like this. So I appreciate you for being able to, to recognize and acknowledge that and for this work that you're doing. Yeah, no, we have to. I start every, you know, every, especially the professional trainings that I do, acknowledging my privilege and something that I do through all the trainings, whether it's for patients or providers and and professionals, such as community health workers, is I focus on people's experiences. So I center people's experiences and then we learn from, you know, and even when we do group activities and practice activities, I incorporate, you know, a previous experience that they've had. Can we make this better? And and really centering that. I am not the expert in everything, but I can use my skills and my knowledge to help move, move and progress things forward and move things forward, I think is, is what I'm trying to say. And it's a privilege to do this work as well. I'm just, I'm so passionate about it. And I just, I really believe in people's voices. We have to trust people would love to hear what you say come out of the mouth of a doctor to say that exact same thing. Like, you know, I am not the expert here. I just have a, a unique uh, skill set or, or a set of experiences where I can help guide you and, and help provide you with information so you can be a more informed consumer of your care to be more involved as a partner versus being a patient. We want to partner oh, in our that. care. I mean, I can't tell you, there are two things in my, all of the trainings that I give, I probably have close to 20 hours of training that I give face to face. And there are two primary messages. 
one, that you are the expert on you. And two is that we have to see doctors as partners in our care. So yes, I just love everything that you just said. I couldn't agree more. And those are my key messages. I just have many ways of us getting there, right? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of work to do for us to achieve that. But yes, got me all excited. (laughs) Tell us about these workshops a little bit more if you can. Of course. So thanks. Uh, Yeah. So I I get excited. So I have uh, patient and parent workshops. So directed towards patients and parents and improving skills. Just to give you a couple of examples, it's a progression. So I have a workshop called Partners in Care. (laughs) And, you know, that's really how do we see doctors as partners in our care? How, and this is a key piece of this, is how do, how do we look at our own values and reflect on our own values to find a doctor that's right for us? Because you used a really great example. The doctor didn't look at you in the eye and that matters to you, but does that matter to everybody? So I actually have an activity where we use a stoplight. My participants in this training will will say, okay, this is a no-go for me. This is a time I might need to settle And that's really where we see the social determinants come in as well, because what if I don't have transportation or what if I don't have access to a certain doctor? So in my professional trainings, we really talk deeply about the social determinants of health and that yellow light. And then the green light is what is my perfect doctor look like? And how many times in our lives do we actually take a step back and say, well, this is what my values are and this is what I want out of a doctor. And the greatest thing about this activity is that it looks different for everybody. And that's really great to see. It helps us to recognize that our values are going to be different. What we look for in doctors is going to be different. And the next, the next session uh, is find your voice. So that's when I really help people prepare their stories, thinking through their own experiences, how to describe symptoms effectively. We really, we talk about expectations and questions to ask. And then, you know, I have another session, activate your voice. That's when you're finally with your doctor. How do you overcome those communication barriers? And we do role playing. It's a lot of fun. And I also have a, a session on the history of bias in healthcare where I actually talk about the racial injustices, you know, Tuskegee. I talk about the history of, of hysteria and how that's impacted women's health. So yeah, that's just a quick example. And then my my healthcare professional workshops really aim to improve communication skills to help those working with patients. So community health workers, uh, nurses, social workers, to help folks really think through, say we're working in maternal and infant health, how can I help this woman or person plan for her maternal or her prenatal care visit? What questions does she have? Really thinking through like that process. And, and that's just one example. But, you know, working with professionals to help them, you know, it's like, it's a train the trainer, essentially. Personally, I feel like I need to take your training. I would love it. <laughs> a professional training for healthcare profession. But you know, like I said, as a patient myself, as a healthcare consumer, really think I'm, I can do all of your trainings, Christy. I would, I, do you know why I would love you in my, <laughs> love to have you? Because I really, truly center the perfect, like I, I make sure that we hear from everyone's experiences, which is why it's so wonderful because everyone learns so much from one another. So yeah, through the day, you know, we learn so much about different, how, how different professionals in the field are 
you know, tackling really tough issues. And it's just, yeah, it's incredible. I love the work that I'm doing. I love the work that you're doing, you know, especially having, I guess I can beat up on my dad a little since you beat up on yours. You know, so many of our parents, and maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it's not even a racial thing. Maybe it's the generation they come from. They go to the doctor. They don't ask questions. You, mm. you know, they come home. Well, what did the doctor say? Oh, he said, do this. They don't, you know, push back or yes. it's, they don't know what the name of the medication is they were put on. It's just, there's just this real lack of, like you said, engagement and activation. And so for you to be able to provide this education, you've got the blog, the website, the workshops to be able to really empower people to find their voice. It's amazing work that you're doing. And I'm so excited for you. I'm excited to be sharing this information as well. So it's that time of the episode where I ask you about PATH and PATH stands for P-A-T-H, Partnering to Achieve Total Health. So what do you think in your words would put us on the right path to bring about real change in this area as it relates to how people can talk to their doctor better? I've, I've already said this, but I think it's always worth repeating. We have to trust people. Overall, we have to trust others and we have to trust ourselves. This is such a key component of the doctor-patient relationship and just moving forward in healthcare because if we don't trust people to be their best advocates. So I'm going to use a quick example that I that just came to mind. We, we trust people enough. You know, I know you do a lot of work with diabetes education. So this is a, a, core, a good example. We, we give people education about different diseases and conditions that they live with, right? Well, okay, that's wonderful. And obviously, I think that we should be doing that. I've been doing that my entire career. But that's what happens when they have this information and then they go to the doctor, but they can't even ask the doctor questions about what just happened or what are my next steps or what does, you know, what side effects are there to this medication? So we have to trust people because I hear healthcare professionals pretty often pushing back against the work that I'm doing because it's, you know, it's, it's a privilege. I understand we have a lot of work to do around systems tra- change, but I send the message again of trust. We have to trust people and people have to trust themselves. So if it doesn't feel right, it's not. And, you know, as we've already mentioned as a part of our conversation, that you do have options, that you can trust yourself and move on and you deserve that. I love that. If it doesn't feel right. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And people have to trust we have to trust patients. That that's wonderful. On that note, Christy, I would love for you to provide your contact information if people want to reach out to you, if they want to follow you, where can they find you? Yeah, great. So I I'm pretty active on Instagram. So I have CVH Consulting is one of my handles. And then the other one, you know, we've been talking a lot about today is just how to talk to your doctor is my handle on Instagram. And if you go to the search engine in Facebook, I'm also on Facebook, just how to talk to your doctor. And then actually, those are both my websites as well. So cvhconsultingllc.com or howtotalktoyourdoctor.com. And if I can just make a note, how incredible is it that six months ago, howtotalktoyourdoctor.com was available for less than $15. (laughs) 
<laughs> like if that doesn't tell us that there's a problem, I don't know what does. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> um, and I'm on LinkedIn too for, for other professionals that would love to connect just Christy Van Horn. I'm sure, you know, we're connected. So I'm sure people will be able to find me that way as well. Awesome. Well, I will also be putting Christy's contact information in the podcast show notes as well. And Christy, I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you today. I hope that you can come back one day uh, in the near future and to let us know how things are going. Thanks again for oh. being a featured guest on the Member Health Academy podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I, again, it was such an honor. And thanks to all your listeners too, for, for taking the time out of their day. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Amemba Health Academy podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you found this episode content helpful, please share this episode with a friend. You can find the Amemba Health Academy podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get new episodes immediately when they are released. Until next time, see you in the Academy.